0: Welcome to episode 13 of Achieving Fitness, where we answer all your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be covering social media in the fitness industry and opening your own fitness studio or gym. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. Episode 13, lucky
0: number 13. Lucky number 13. Welcome back, everyone. Is this
1: the first one since the new Year? Nope, we already wished everyone Happy New Year last week.
0: Happy New Year again! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, today we're really excited because we're going to be talking a lot about social media, which is fun and something that we really enjoy, um, but also something that we feel like we have a lot to say about in terms of how it's used in the fitness industry. Yep. So pretty excited about that. And then also our other favorite topic is talking about opening a gym. <laughs> uh, so pretty pumped about these questions today. Should we get right into it? Sure. Let's go right into the first question. It's from Kate Horner, and she asked, Hey, you two, love your podcast. Aw, oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> can you guys talk about any advice you have for entrepreneurs trying to open their own studio? There's so much to it, and it's hard to know the right answers.
0: First off, I just want to say thank you to Kate because she left a wonderful review on iTunes. Hint, hint, wink, wink, everyone else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Kate.
1: Um, yeah, and so let's talk about this. So obviously... We've done it, so we have some insight into it. Um, The number one thing that we tell anyone who's interested in opening a gym um, or studio of their own is to start figuring out why you want to do it and get very, very, very clear on why you want to do it, because if you're not 100% committed to your why and what's behind it and what you're in it for, you will not survive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's exactly how we approach working with a member, right? It's like, Figuring out what their goal is, and also why what the why they want to co- accomplish, what they want to accomplish, and a lot of coaches and trainers and um, like yoga professionals and people in the fitness industry, they I, I think they get to a certain point where they're working with a lot of clients, and they end up becoming stuck at the place they're at because the place they're at doesn't offer them anywhere to really grow, and so the only option then is to open up your own fitness studio, yoga studio, Pilates studio, whatever it might be. And when it's your only option, it's not really a great reason. Yeah. And the reason for that is because it's so difficult to, first of all, open and then continue to run a small business that's service based. There's just so much effort that goes into it. Um, and whatever the, the the stat is like staggering, right? It's like 97% of small businesses fail yeah. within the first three years. And the only businesses that we found continue on beyond that first three-year period are people that have a very strong mission and very strong why as to why they're actually opening up their gym in the first place.
1: Yeah. Beyond just, it's a last resort or it's your only other option. It has to be stronger than that.
0: Or like, I want to be my own boss or I want to make more money, which is probably the worst one.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> that's true. Because they will make a, while.
1: <laughs> a lot of bad decisions and, or yeah, and it just won't happen for a while. Um, okay. So that's number one is just figure out your why and figure out, Okay, I actually have a, I feel like I have a purpose. I have a reason to open my own place because it's gonna be different from anything else that's out there. Um, you want to think about your business because it's gonna be service based, right? Like we're in the fitness industry, we're serving other people. You want to be able to provide something that the people and businesses around you can't provide. Um, if you have something like that, like for us, our mission was to provide a welcoming, supportive, Inclusive facility. Um, that was our number one goal. It wasn't to be the best trainers out there, even though that's obviously still something that we strive for and we still mm-hmm. put a lot of, you know, focus on that. But our number one thing that we felt we could differentiate ourselves with, and we weren't, we were going to offer that was special, was this supportive feel, this community vibe, this inclusivity. So find what it is for you that you feel like is going to separate you from everyone else, um, and then. And then really make that the focus of every decision that you start to make. So we, like, our first decision, like, the name was one. Um, Those are, that's like, you know... Or
0: the demographic that we've been uh, working towards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, I was remembering our original name. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think when we first... We're thinking of, we were like, okay, we're going to open a gym. And we were like, at this point, we were super into, like, we were into the idea of this, like, welcoming, supportive place. We were also just super into, like, the nitty-gritty trainer talk, like, cool, like, (laughs) new-age stuff. So we were like, advanced performance training was going to be the name of our (laughs) gym. And uh, our mentors, Alan and Rachel Cosgrove, the very first thing that they talked about when we went out there was, like, your gym needs to just, your name needs to explain what you do. And the people that you're going to be attracting, they're going to have to understand what it means and what, what it is you do. And we were like, uh... We,
0: we quickly scribbled it out. Like, yeah, we were like, don't no let
1: anyone see it. It could
0: be a tech company. It could be a, like, auto, like, automotive company. Like, there there's so many things that pop up when you think about advanced performance.
1: Yeah, like, you would, um, would have no idea that it's a gym.
0: Right? <laughs> so, luckily, we, we switched gears and switched to Achieve Fitness. But, basically, our mission and our why made it so much easier to figure out what our demographic was going to be, what our core values were going to be, what a, what kind of uh, people we were going to hire in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, everything came as a result of having such a crystal clear vision of what we wanted to accomplish at the gym. So we definitely think that's step one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Step two, uh, we would probably say is um, hiring some sort of like business consultant or fitness business mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, So we went with the route of going through Alan and Rachel Cosgrove of results, fitness university. Um, We went with them primarily because we've been going to perform better summits, which are three day fitness conferences in uh, Rhode Island. And they're one of like the premier fitness conferences um, in terms of strength and conditioning. And Alan, Rachel were always presenters and speakers. And we always admired them from afar. And as, Soon as they released some sort of um, mastermind pertaining to their business, we were like, we knew we had to hop on because even mm-hmm. though we knew what we were doing from a training standpoint, we knew that from a business standpoint, we had no idea what we were doing and we definitely needed some help and guidance. Um, just like our members would come to us and for help, fitness guidance,
1: right? Like, it's not enough to. Just be a good trainer and hope that you, because of that, you're gonna be able to run a good gym um, and run a good business because it's just two completely separate skills. So it doesn't matter. You could be the absolute best trainer, best coach, best instructor in the world. and if you don't understand the ins and outs of of running a business and what it takes and budgeting and finances and all that kind of stuff, like it just it won't matter how good you are because you won't be able to you won't be able to give everything that you need to give to your business. Um, so definitely hiring someone or at least consulting with people who, who have done it before, have been there and will have some good advice for you um, yeah. because it comes down like it's, we just can't cover it all in one podcast, right? Like there's so many small details about negotiating your lease and, you know, finding a commercial space and getting a
0: bank loan or yeah, whatever, if you
1: need a loan <laughs> for how other different routes to go with that. So there's so many details that we would just say, find a coach who specifically, um, is willing to help you on the business side of things
0: yeah and I mean it was definitely expensive when we reached out to the costumes. Mm-hmm. however I mean it just paid itself back in I mean so many different ways so it's been definitely worthwhile but it was a huge risk at when we first uh, went through with it but again because we had such a strong mission statement we knew exactly what we wanted to accomplish um, with the chief fitness we we knew that was it was a no-brainer so yeah. Um,
1: um, next thing, like, so if you say you're like, okay, I'm committed to doing it and you have a good plan. Um, one thing that we think that a lot of people make mistake with in the fitness world is hiring a lot of coaches or trainers or instructors first. Um, but we would actually recommend hiring somebody to be uh, an administrative person first. Mm-hmm. That was a huge thing for us that we were able to get some of the office work, like some of the back office work stuff off of our plates. Um, and into somebody else's hands who didn't have to deal with the, you know, customer service side of things. Um, but just getting, I mean, all the little things that you don't even think of that yeah, you're, you're going to come up with. Yeah, data
0: entry, like yeah. member management, dealing with, like, freezing and...
1: Contracts. Uh,
0: all and, that stuff. And it just piles up. And eventually you start getting off of the gym floor, which is what you're good at and start doing all this like data entry, which is probably not in your wheelhouse. If you became a fitness right. trainer for, for the most part. Right. Um, so, so find somebody
1: who's a good, who's good at organization, who's a good, trustworthy person that you're yeah. comfortable sharing, you know, business information with. Um, but that would be, that should be your first hire. And then after that person's in place, then you can start hiring other trainers or instructors or coaches and um the hiring process for that is very very clear in our minds and it's just about who they are as a person and has nothing to do with how they are how they or their educational background or what degrees they have or anything like that because that can all be taught mm-hmm. um you are probably close you know an expert in your field and that's why you want to open your own facility so you have the ability to teach the things that you want them to be able to teach um but you can't teach them how to be a good person or how to be a person that fits in your environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going the route of a very technical and very like hardcore gym, then, you know, maybe then you have to get someone that is uh, a little bit more hardcore and a little bit more of a technical coach. But for us, we definitely wanted the positivity element to be first and foremost. So we knew that someone, anyone who hired needed to be very positive, upbeat, smile a lot, um, those are just the intangibles that we were looking for right off the bat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's not, it's not to say that like people with an education aren't good. Totally, <laughs> yeah. That's, like one of our our head program designer Ted has a, his degree is in exercise science, and I mean we think that that he brings a lot to the table because of that. And that's yeah. awesome. But we still, we wouldn't have hired him just because of that. Right. Like that was great. And that's a bonus and it does really help him out. But also he's just a great person and that's why we hired him first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the education piece is obviously great. And if they have it, then like you get a super bonus. <laughs> um, but look for personality over anything else for hiring.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, those are probably the big rocks right there. But yeah, yeah again, number one, it's got the mission statement has to fuel everything that you do. Cause it's, it's just going to be a long road and we don't want to discourage you or anyone else listening to this about starting their, um, a fitness business of some sort. But, um, that has to be step number one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, be prepared for some long days and some split shifts or, or just straight working for, you know, 15 hours a day for a couple of years, because that is something that is the reality of this industry is that you're going to have to put in a lot of hours, um, to be successful and if your mission is strong enough then you are going to be willing to do it
0: yeah a lot of hours and then any money that you make especially on the front end just has to be reinvested back into the business whether it's equipment or different systems and whatever you want to tweak and tinker with but because again we're in a service-based industry you have to constantly innovate and get better and get better because otherwise if you're just staying the same people perceive it as getting worse yeah
1: Cool. cool. So hope that helps and I, I'm sure that like sounds like you're already Kate, you're already on a on a really good path and already thinking about this. So I hope some of those tips help and if there's any other questions that you have, we'd love to answer them. So let us know. Thank you. All right, let's move on to the next two questions are both on social media. So we're going to, um, but they're, they're different. So Mm -hmm. we're going to separate them into two questions. So the first one is from pep in your steps. Um, he (laughs) asked, I love that handle, um, with the rise of physical therapists on social media. And I even noticed a lot of personal trainers implementing some of their practices. How should a personal trainer interpret their content and where does a trainer draw the line and refer a client to a physical therapist? It's an so, awesome question. Yeah, this is
0: a phenomenal question. Um, yeah, especially because you see a lot of uh, physical therapists now putting out their stuff and what they've been um, doing with their patients um, online, uh, which I think is great. Just people sharing uh, knowledge with each other. Um, and you can definitely see personal trainers and fitness coaches adopting a lot of these techniques. Um, and and I, think, I think where the gray area is is that you don't want to be diagnosing anyone's issues That's point number one. And point number two, you don't want to be putting your hands on anyone specifically. Mm -hmm. So at Achieve, we really like to use things like bands uh, around people's ankles during ankle mobility or around people's hips during like hip mobility stretches um, because we're not putting our hands physically on the person. Um, There's a whole other liability um, standpoint where this comes into play. And like if something were to happen to that person and you're in court and they – are wondering what you were doing with that person and you were trying to joint manipulate them personally, that is a very bad situation because you are not a licensed professional. So um, any mobilizations that we try to do, um, we, we try to have something that is a tool that does it for them as opposed to us actually doing the thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, so that's an excellent distinction number one. Um, number two is we, we still like don't really work with pain per se. So if somebody presents with discomfort in their shoulders when they first come to see us, like say they're like, oh, I sometimes have a little bit of shoulder pain. We'll, we'll work with them and we'll try to, we'll give them the mobility work that we have found to, to be, you know, helpful to other people. Mm -hmm. We'll give them just good strength training. A lot of times just kind of clears a lot of those little aches and pains up itself. Um, but once they start, if it ever either gets worse or they start to call it pain, we pretty much immediately refer them out to a PT. Yeah. It's really not our place to try to fix pain. Our place is to get them strong, to hopefully prevent pain from the future. Mm-hmm. But if there's already pain present, that's when we say that's a hundred percent, you know, time to time to refer out.
0: Yeah, I mean, luckily we've got at this point a good network of. Um medical professionals of um, physical therapists and chiropractors and acupuncturists that we work with um, that it's very easy for us to do so Um, initially i will say that we probably this was probably six years ago where we probably shied away from it a little bit in terms of referring out as quickly Mm -hmm. because we were probably insecure in that if we refer them out to someone else that they would be um, that they would kind of lose faith in our abilities and it's been the total opposite you know, we've had we've had so tremendous success in having this sort of team approach with other physical therapists and other clinicians, and it's just been so much better for all parties involved. And it's just really nice to collaborate with other uh, professionals that are very uh, passionate in what they do.
1: Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers that one. Yeah. Um, hopefully that helps. I think those are pretty two pretty clear distinctions between how you can approach um, using some of that PT information. Like definitely soak it up it's great that these pts are sharing um yeah. but then also and and use what you feel is appropriate for you to use in the gym setting but also keep in mind that if there's pain present refer up yes all right awesome so the final question is from jordan l young and he said oh actually it could be jordan it could be Male or female? Yeah. (laughs) They said, um, question for the podcast. With all the fitness social media BS out there, how would you recommend people use these platforms? And or what filters do y'all use before posting? Um, How would you, basically, how would you recommend personal trainers use the platform?
0: Yeah, so this is a, this is a big, big question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a big question. So it's kind of like, where
0: do we start kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so...
0: I think it stems back to what we talked about in terms of um, opening a fitness studio. It's like opening a Instagram account or a social media account. You have to understand why it is you're actually opening that account in the first place. Yeah. So you need to have some sort of mission statement that, that's attached to your social media account. And then basically every post after that needs to serve that mission. So again, we've had a very strong mission in terms of creating more inclusive um, and positive um, space in the fitness space, Uh, redundant, (laughs) (laughs) and we just knew that we didn't want to go in the route of posting shirtless selfies of us Mm -hmm. or posting things that we were capable of. We knew that if we wanted to serve that mission, we needed to post client success stories and we needed to um, post... Technique tips where we're not with our shirts off but looking more professional so that people would actually receive it better.
1: Yeah, we wanted to – and then we want to also use it as a platform to help other people as well. And that's just because that's where we're coming from. That's the kind of, like, you know, mission that we have on Instagram is that we want to – spread positive vibes and inclusivity and we also want to help educate people who might not be able to find a personal trainer or mm-hmm. might not be able to maybe not have access to a gym and still give them some options for things that they can do to keep keep up with their fitness or to, to get fit. And so our our mission with putting out content is to speak to the same type of people that might be walking in the doors to achieve or might be walking into um, just a a kind of conventional gym versus a lot of personal trainers will use their platforms to talk to other personal trainers. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll kind of, they'll get very specific with the type of words that they use. They'll try to use big words. They'll try to use like, you know, these kind of niche strategies, which is fine if that's your Thing. If you want your thing to be your, you're a trainer to the trainers, or you want your thing to be like you're an educator to other coaches. That's that's great, but that has then that dictates what your language is and how you speak. For us, what we decided was we want to speak to the general population. We want to speak to people who may not feel super comfortable in the gym. So we're not going to use the words that we we know might actually be like the appropriate terms. We're going (laughs) to just say like I don't even know like. Don't let your shoulders round forward. Instead of trying to say like
0: protraction yeah. and
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we're just gonna keep it simple. Um, and that's just that's just what we decided we wanted to do. So I guess language I think is super super important. Um, images obviously, especially on Instagram because it is an, an image and video platform, mm-hmm. are super important to just be consistent. So use consistent language, use consistent images, use consistent um, like messages. I guess
0: yeah, and. Um... You know, this, Jordan brought up a good point in terms of there's a lot of BS out there. And the reason why there's a lot of BS out there is a lot of these fitness celebrities, I would say, Instagram celebrities, um, are in a position where a lot of them aren't actually working with people in real life. And so they're not in a position where they're actually gaining any sort of income on the side from their actual fitness career. Their main fitness career is all online. And so now they're in a tough spot where if brands start to offer them deals and things like that, they're in a position where they almost have to take it. And that's why you see these big fitness uh, celebrities um, promoting things like these like weight belts that like stimulate your abs and mm-hmm. supposed to give you abs or promote fit teas and things that people in the fitness industry absolutely know that doesn't work. But they're in sort of a pickle because how, how can how else can they fund their lives without taking up these things so it becomes a very um convoluted situation um luckily we've been able to take a much more grounded approach um because we actually own a gym so we have we have our social media account is our kind of like our side thing that we're doing it's not our main thing that we have to uh fund so yeah
1: that's true that is a big distinction so it also i mean yeah it does make it really tough um but if you want to i think if you want to stand out um the, the thing that you can do is keep in mind that helping people is always going to make you stand out. If people feel mm-hmm. like you're actually there for them, that you're actually talking to them, that you're actually helping them and putting out everything, like teaching as much as you possibly can, um, people will respect you and they'll want to follow along. And if you are constantly pushing your products on them or constantly pushing your services or your, you know, workshops, whatever it is, if you're just constantly putting like what feels like ads out, people are going to stop listening. They're just going to stop following. Um, They're not going to be, they don't want to be talked at. They want to just be able to learn and listen. And
0: yeah. 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 So I I mean, just to recap, I think number one, again, is to figure out your mission statement. And then number two, be really patient um, and make sure that your social media is kind of like your side hustle um, that is a supplement to what you're already doing. Cause as soon as that becomes your main hustle, then you start to compromise your values and sacrifice a lot of, um, your ethics.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. And then other like little things I would say is like, just try to be, um, like, I think it, it helps if you're trying to look for a direction to go in with it, like try to get yourself on sort of a schedule. So you can say like on Mondays, you're going to post, uh, like Movement Monday and Tuesdays are going to be like Fit Tip Tuesday or something just to get yourself consistent with posting because if you do want to start to build a platform like you're going to have to be really consistent so try to come up with um, topics that you want to because it can be hard to just like you know so much like how do you start just like putting out information so start narrowing it down into like on Mondays you talk about you know, X and on Tuesdays you talk about Y and then, and just have a schedule set up for yourself so that you have a little bit more direction with where to go and it'll make everything feel a little bit more accessible to to your listeners and your people who are watching
0: as well. Yeah. Your members will come to expect, um, certain segments, whatever it might be. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. So I hope that helps. Yeah. Those were those were fun questions for us. Where we ha- are still, we're still like really figuring out the whole social media thing and how to yeah. apply it in the best way possible, and trying to just make sure that again it supports, like Jason said, it really supports our mission um, that we have as at achieve. Um, so yeah, just I guess the overall theme of this episode is is figure out your why figure out your mission <laughs> what matters to you what drives you what what gets you excited to get out of bed in the morning and make all your decisions based on that
0: yeah cool. um yeah so i guess that's about it that's <laughs> about episode it. 13 um all right so please email us your questions um any other questions you have at podcast at also you can dm us at the chief fitness boston on our instagram um Oh, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes just like Kate did. And that's about it. So
1: until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.